actually and then you know to kick off this discussion about horror movies um i actually had to um rearrange uh my schedule tomorrow and the following day with two other co-workers so i could go tomorrow night and go see uh the shining in remastered 4k in the theater nice nice i i I even look up when that was playing for me but i i do want to go see that but i haven't bothered to look it up so um i think um they were it's kind of dumb they they (laughs) announced it uh like three days before the first showing which was on uh thursday and then um the only other night is tomorrow and then that's it it's like you guys should have given people a little bit more of you know advance like come on yeah they do that with those um kind of re-release screenings they kind of give you no warning and then it plays for like two days and it's gone and you know that's it you missed it <laughs> yeah and then the the 4k blu-ray comes out tomorrow so i'll be mm-hmm. i'll be looking forward to your post if you pick it up i i'm thinking about it it's it's tempting because i own it on like I want to say like three different formats. I think I own or own like two different Blu-rays and then I own a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do I need it on 4K? I was like, I probably need it on 4K. And uh, the artwork looks super cool. I, was I keep say, seeing it. Yeah, it's got awesome new artwork. That's how they get me every time. Um, I actually <laughs> used some of my uh, my Regal credits um, to redeem uh, a poster of that for, well, I guess it wasn't free. I had to pay $8 for shipping, but Hey, like, you know, $8 for a poster of that artwork. That's fine with me. I do. Yeah. I like that artwork a lot. So I think that's worth it. So yeah, definitely. And it's going to be nice seeing it on a huge screen with, um, uh, reclining chairs, uh, big old lazy boy chairs. Cause, um, I, I had never gone to that theater before. Like I kind of just stick to my, we have a theater in the city I live in. Um, it's only seven screens. It's very small. It's been there man for as long as i can remember but then you go uh 30 miles down the freeway and there's you know a good six or seven more but we always stick to the kind of smaller one even though it's a little bit nicer but mm-hmm. a co-worker told me about the one that i went to to go see it chapter two and it had the reclining seats and all that i was like oh my god i'm never going to another theater again <laughs> we we have one like that uh around here called cinema cafe which mm-hmm. has got like big reclined seats and it's basically they serve you food like restaurant style oh wow which, yeah, <laughs> which uh, once you go to that one, it's kind of hard to go back to like just the, you know, jacked up, uh, uncomfortable seats and like uh, the other theaters around here. Yeah, no kidding. But it can that place, though, speaking of horror movies, can kill the atmosphere for a horror movie because you're watching it and the waiters come by and then they try to like give you food or grab a receipt and you're like, get out of the way. You just ruined oh, the jump scare. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know if I would like that then, like just in general. You know, like it's, get get everything you need either on your own before the movie starts or just get up at your own leisure, you know? Yeah. I mean, they try to not be invasive, but sometimes it's impossible and sometimes they can't time. It. <laughs> like it's I mean, I see pretty much everything there, but I do sometimes it's horror. I don't want to go there because I know that's not going to be the best environment to see that movie. In. Yeah. <laughs> Although Hereditary there was amazing because we went late at night and there was like no one. And it was a huge theater. They have this one theater that's like gigantic. Like um, you think it'd be like an IMAX theater, but it's not. It's just this gigantic auditorium theater. And they played it in there with like me and like six other people. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, which was actually more terrifying because it's like pitch black. Uh, I can kind of see people, but not really. And it's kind of like I'm all isolated by myself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so that one actually worked. But most of the time it's it's not great. But <laughs> that, that, that was definitely uh, – that's – man, it's been – over a year since hereditary came out and people are still talking about their theater going experiences <laughs> with it. Cause it, it's a, it's a rough one, but in a good way. 
that movie, yeah, that movie blew me away. I think I, I think I said my number one last year. It might have been Avengers. I can't remember, but it was it was up there for me. It was like top three of 2018. It that thing knocked me on my ass because it was like the horror. I don't I don't know about you. I watch horror movies these days. I feel like I've seen so many. I'm desensitized. Yeah. So I see one like that. It scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> the ending. The last 20 minutes is like a panic attack. <laughs> it's like yeah. And uh, and I actually it's funny because I loved it, but I haven't rewatched it. And I don't know. I'm like, I grab it. I'm like, do I rewanna do I wanna watch this again? I don't know. It was too traumatizing the first time, but it's so it's so good. And I feel bad. I saw people post that movie was very divisive, and I saw people post and say that they they went to a theater and everybody laughed. And I'm like, mm. what? What? <laughs> like that part that I mean, I could see that because people got uncomfortable and they laughed, but it was like that's just unfor- I feel that's bad for you. Know, that's unfortunate if you went to that and like, because then you're probably gonna start laughing and it breaks attention. Like my theater was dead quiet, pitch black. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but like, if people are laughing, it just kills the whole thing. So, yeah. Like I said, maybe they were just too uncomfortable, and that's the only way they could deal with it was just with laughing. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I could see that. I'm just glad I didn't have to experience that myself because it might have changed the movie for me. Yeah. So. Um, I'm still bummed I haven't seen Midsummer yet. I was about to ask you about Midsummer. <laughs> I, I saw it's on digital. Um, I still haven't. I still haven't committed to paying the 15 bucks to own it yet. I might just wait until it pops it up on Blu-ray soon, right? Like next week or this week. I feel like it's very soon. If, if it's not, if it's not tomorrow, then it's the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was great. And the funny thing about that one was, I saw it the first time. I thought it was good. Like I was like, oh, it's really good. I went back and saw that director's cut they re-released like a month ago, mm-hmm. maybe nine months ago, and it was even better. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's oh, got wow. even better now. Yeah. The bad thing is, though, I don't know if you heard about this, the director's cut, they're not releasing that like on Blu-ray. You have to buy it through Apple. It's an Apple oh. exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, who, what, what is this? And it's like, so that's how they're going to start getting people, I think, which is digital. It's like, oh, you can only get the director's cut through, uh, through buying it digitally. But, uh. Yeah, the director's cut, I, it's, I think I might just like the movie more the second time. I really couldn't tell. I mean, there was just little stuff they added that really um, just kind of enhances the whole backstory and the characters. I mean, it's that movie's a trip. It's funny because I left Hereditary <laughs> and was like so tense and so like freaked out. I left Midsummer and felt pretty pretty good <laughs> pretty light <laughs> uh it's, it's a whole i won't spoil it because you haven't seen it but it's a whole different thing it's it's a very weird movie um but yeah let me know when you see it because it's uh, i want to hear your thoughts on that one <laughs> yeah definitely i yeah i i was curious because you know anytime there's a director's cut that comes out and i haven't seen uh the theatrical yet i usually just go for the director's cut because more often than not that's you know how the director wants you to wanted you to see it so i was like oh, i'll just wait for it to come out on digital and watch that one but yeah it's i was wondering about that because i didn't see it anywhere and so i'm like you said i'm assuming it's not even going to be on blu-ray right for right now yeah i think there's um if you really want to see it i think there's like a region b like blu-ray from uk you could import oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which may or may not be able to depends on if it's a region free blu-ray but maybe play on your player i'm not sure i'm sure eventually they'll drop the whole exclusive thing with apple like maybe another year and it'll just be you know, you can go wherever. Uh, but uh, but that's why I went to go see it in theaters. I like rushed because I heard that and I was like, oh, this is only able to see this because I'm not going to be buying it through Apple. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. I've got to check this out. But I guess I give it like another six months here. That thing will be 
you can probably get it everywhere. So yeah, most likely. And then, like I said, as soon as it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever, I'll rent it and see if I feel like uh, actually buying it. Because it was funny, like you said, I watched Hereditary and then was waiting for the Blu-ray to come out. The Blu-ray came out. I bought it. I still haven't watched it. I still haven't <laughs> seen it since the first time in the theater. And I don't know about you. I do this thing sometimes with movies that I really, really love or really like the first time where I almost don't want to rewatch them because I'm afraid that they won't be as good as the first time I watch them. Mm. It's a weird thing. Maybe I do. I've done that with a lot of movies over the past couple of years where it'll be on my favorite movie of the year. Then I go back and I, uh, <laughs> and I get, I buy the Blu-ray and everything, but I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to rewatch it because I don't want to like lose its power, I guess is how the, I feel told this other podcast. And it's like, sometimes you watch a movie and you don't want to rewatch it. Cause it was like a very special experience. Mm. And then it's like, you watch, you might kind of, take that away it might be not as good as the first time but hereditary is mostly because i don't know if i can emotionally go through that again (laughs) (laughs) it's a trauma it was horrible Uh, yeah uh, but well made oh (laughs) god yeah definitely have you have you seen ari aster's short film uh something about the johnsons or whatever it's (laughs) called oh boy it's funny you bring that up (laughs) my uh i assume you've seen it you're asking me about it uh, yeah, I, I somehow came across it. Oh, well, I came across it a while back and I saved it on a YouTube playlist. And then, uh, I got to watching this interview with this, um, this, uh, group of, uh, I don't know if you know who Brockhampton is. They're, uh, name sets. they're a hip hop group, even though they call themselves a boy band, but they, they actually know they're, they're really young, but they actually know their stuff about movies. And, um, that's what they were talking about was movies. And one of them said, Oh yeah, like something about the Johnsons. I was like, they were both like, go watch it right now and someone goes but, but don't watch it you shouldn't watch it and, and i was like well now i have to and i watched it immediately after and holy shit oh yeah holy shit is right yeah i'm actually okay this is funny a couple like a month or two ago my friend brought this up to me and was like have you seen strange thing by the johnson sorry i asked your short film and i said no i haven't even heard of it and he goes we gotta watch it but he i won't even say it right now because, but he told me kind of like the twist i guess you could say or the uh, I don't know <laughs> the what like the opening kind of starts and you think one thing's happening and then they let's say a picture is unfurled yeah. and you're like oh yeah <laughs> my friend told me that was what was happening and I was kind of mad at him I was like damn it I wanted my reaction when I saw that picture because I would have like fallen out of my chair <laughs> and we <laughs> we showed a friend that like just a couple weeks ago we were like we gotta share this this short film and uh we didn't tell him what was gonna happen and he <laughs> He like freaked out. I was like, <laughs> what is this? And I said, I just keep watching. And he made us yeah. like like twenty minutes. And he's like, please turn it off. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> and between that and Hereditary and Midsummer, I think Ari Aster might need to see someone. <laughs> like he might need a therapist or something is going on. I'm concerned at this point. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, I mean, I don't know <laughs> the specifics of Midsummer, but I, I, I thought I read somewhere that he said. Um, he doesn't want to be typecast as a horror director, so either this yeah. whatever his next movie is isn't going to be a horror movie, or it's or it is, but that's going to be his last one for a while. I had heard, yeah, I heard he wanted to get away from it and not just be a horror director, which is fine because I'm sure he can do, you know, whatever at this point. Um, that because God between Midsummer, more Midsummer, I there was some Kubrick in there, and I'm like, this guy could do, you know any genre he wants like and there's weird genre mixing going on in hereditary or uh, midsummer um there's like weird comedy yeah, uh, i heard it was it, strangely funny it, it is strangely funny we're like that that one we were laughing through me and my friends the first time we saw it I mean, it was kind of nervous but also because it was genuinely funny like he writes it to, part of it to be funny and it's it's pitched 
at a way that's so over the top at points that it's like he's he's telling me to laugh. There's no way this is supposed to be funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, whatever he does next, I will watch it because everything I've seen so far, I mean, even the short is, you know, it is what it is, but it yeah. is, it's interesting. So everything has been interesting and we need more of that. So, you know, anybody who does interesting films, I will go see at this point. So and when we know he can obviously do if he went away from a horror movie, he can obviously do uh, just a straight up family drama and have it be effective. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone should go watch anything about the Johnsons and don't spoil it before you watch it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I I um, did the, the opening scene and, you know, not spoiling anything, just, uh-huh. um, you know, it's they set it up to be just kind of kind of awkward but it's it's like okay it's just this again kind of family drama thing and you know you've seen something like this before and so you're just kind of sitting there just waiting for something to happen and it's it's strange because it's such a short scene but yet there is this tension and build up and i i can't remember if i was thinking of the twist or not but i i knew something was coming but then it they revealed it and I was just like, well, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I was thinking that, but that is just what the hell I would have never thought of. That. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that, and the funny thing about that one is that is like put at a level where it's like so over the top that some parts of it are funny. It's kind of the same thing with like, there's some, some, uh, <laughs> some things that happen where it's like, am I supposed to laugh at this? Like, I don't know what he wants me to do. And it's, uh, which I still find interesting. I mean, I find it, it's, it's, it's bananas. I don't even know what to say. It's yeah. Just, yeah. You know, they have, you know, horrors always categorized as like unsettling or whatever. I think he does uncomfortable horror, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff in hereditary, that's not even like the scary stuff is just uncomfortable. Like the, you know, like the family fights and just like the, the, grief and all it's all just very the movie's uncomfortable that is an uncomfortable movie to sit through yeah. <laughs> like which is important in in horror movies i feel like that's something people i think forget i'm like oh it's not all like bloody and gory and where's the kills and it's like well it could still be tense and unsettling and disturb you know it's like that yeah. kind of stuff so that, that's kind of the it, that's the thing that kind of bugs me is people are like, Oh, I went and saw this movie was so scary. I jumped like 20 times. I'm like, that's not scary. <laughs> I can make a loud noise right now and scare you, but it's not scary. It would be funny. You know? Right. That will, um, that will work in the moment. That will not stick with you down. You know, when you go home that, I mean, I don't, maybe some people, I don't know. Maybe we're weird, but it's, yeah. like, it's, I know like you, you jump in the moment and you laugh and it's over, but like something, I'm trying to think of something besides hereditary, but can keep referencing it. But, I know. it but that really, it's just, I, like the stuff that you don't quite see or that you don't understand is the stuff that I feel like really is scary. Like when you full on like see the monster, I feel like that always becomes like less scary. But when you kind of think, wait, what did I just see? What was that? Or, you know, what's going on? (laughs) Like that's the stuff that really gets under my skin where I don't even know what the hell was happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched the haunting of Hill house series on Netflix? I did, um, and it, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it's it amazing. amazing. I'm I'm rewatching it for like the I think it's the third time. I, after we watched it when it first came out, I waited uh, a few months and then watched it again. And now that it's starting to be the spooky season, I started watching it again. But um, you know, Mike Flanagan in, in general is just amazing at doing horror movies because they're so they are horror movies. They're yeah, he has jump scares, but at least he 
he makes them effective into where to where um there's a point behind it you know not just to make you jump and then let's move on to the next scene you know right (laughs) we had the cat pop out for no reason yeah Um, just like yeah mike flanagan's track record is actually amazing i have a friend who me and him are big mike flanagan fans we always talk about this guy if you look at his filmography it's it's really solid from start like from the beginning to now he doesn't really have any like duds in there like i think the only one i haven't seen is the what didn't he do an annabelle movie or no not annabelle uh the ouija movie the second one he i think he did do he did um that's the only one i haven't check. seen I, that was and i thought that was scary as shit i was like i heard it was that, actually really good yeah it was really good the first ouija i'm trying to remember it's all the first ouija movie uh if i did it's very forgettable yeah i, was like, I know i second, have but i don't remember a single thing from it his i mean it really that was another movie that actually genuinely scared me um there's just some really creepy he's good at like really creepy images and just like creepy moments it's not all like boo jump scare it's it's just he really works up the the atmosphere and the tension um which is why i'm excited he is doing he's doing dr sleep right oh yeah i'm really looking forward to that uh (laughs) and he did a great job with gerald's game which i thought was everyone always said i think i heard was uh unadaptable Mm -hmm. (laughs) apparently he did it so (laughs) oh yeah he did it great too so yeah he's great and then that was one that was another one that caused controversy because um at first everyone was i felt like in love with um hill house and then i saw some backlash and i mean some like facebook scary movie groups and all that uh where people were like this show's like this is us but you know or like this is us horror but it's not even scary and it's like Mm. you're really missing the point (laughs) yeah exactly I mean, that's, I mean, that's fine. If you watch horror movies for like gore and, and crazy stuff. I mean, I watch them for that too, but it's just like, yeah, I just watch them for the fun of it, you know? Right. I'm surprised people can't accept that a show is doing more than just being scary. It's also, there's a family drama and it's emotional and it's, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I'm just surprised people had a problem with that, but I, I mean, it was great. And I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. That's hard to get me to watch. I'm usually watching movies. So it's hard to get me to like watch a show. And yeah. everyone kept talking about that one. And I was like, all right, I got to watch this. And I powered through it like in two days because it was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I had heard that they had released it. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I know the story. I've never read the book, but I know the story. And then I had heard that Mike Flanagan wrote and directed the entire thing. And that was the, what made me just immediately jump on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was, a, yeah, that was another thing. I was like, oh, he's doing it. Okay, I'll give it a chance. So, yeah, like I think it had, you know, it had already been on there for maybe a week. But then I heard a lot of people talking about it. And I was just like, huh, I wonder like who was involved. And then I saw, you know, Mike Flanagan wrote, directed all 10 episodes. And I was just like, holy shit, I'm watching this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great. Another thing that's kind of was a heavy show though. I don't know if I, I mean, I'm sure I'd revisit it at some point, but man, that was that ending near the end. It was like, whew, it was a lot. Uh, was like, yeah. Like, I don't, if horror makes me cry, that's fine. So be, <laughs> I think some people have a problem with it. They're like, I don't want to cry watching horror. <laughs> like, yeah, but see, it's, that's them tapping into the elements that horror movies don't really hit. All they hit is the, you know, is your, is your scary bone and then nothing else really. Like that's kind of it. But that's the thing about horror is it's all encompassing. Again, it makes you laugh and it makes you scared. And like you said, it can also make you cry too. Yeah. And this is why I love horror movies. I don't know if we're going to talk you know, in general, but I, I think I think people ask me all the time. It's like because I don't have a lot of friends that really like horror movies that much. And they're like, why do you like horror movies so much? <laughs> it's also not kind of my I don't seem like the kind of guy that would love horror movies. I feel like I don't know. People are like, oh, you like all that scary, gory stuff. But I like how horror movies can be so many different things. 
you know, horror comedy, you've got slasher movies, you've got supernatural, you've got, I mean, just, um, Marty blanking, uh, you've got, yeah. <laughs> you know, psychological stuff. You've got all kinds of, um, different genres to hit. So I feel like you can just find anything you want at that moment in horror. And even if a horror movie is bad, I feel like usually it, gives me something <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somewhat entertaining in some way, but if a, like a comedy is bad, that's just gonna be bad. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no kidding. that's just going to be horrible. So yeah, horror is just fun. Cause it just hits so many different things. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite horror movie? Oh man. I thought you might ask me that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I think I have an ever changing answer, but I'll, I'll give you mine in a minute. Go ahead. <clears throat> uh, Hmm. Let me give you a top three. Oh, there you go. No, that's good. <laughs> and it's really, I feel it's funny because I watch so many different horror movies and all kinds, but my top three are like a very basic uh, top three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say number one, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is uh, the original Halloween. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to really clarify definitely. that these days. Yeah, um, no kidding. And uh, number three is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, yeah. See, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has always been one that I've always really liked and I've always said is one of my favorite horror movies. But then anytime I go back to watch it, like I'll grab it to go put it on. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like being this down right now. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's, you gotta be in a mood for it. It's uh, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. And I've gotten better with that one for a long time. The funny thing was about two of those three, and I'll go back like two of those three I just named. I had to come back to them multiple times because I couldn't handle them the first time. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, like first time I saw it, I was like, what is this? I don't get it. This is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just people screaming. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, and now I see all this weird comedy that Toby Hooper put in there. Like, and I don't know if you know, <laughs> he did text James massacre too, which oh, is okay. like this, this completely over the top. Like the comedy is like, like, like weird in that one. It's like black humor he, he the, fir- the first one was supposed to be funnier and no one got the comedy. <laughs> so Toby Hooper was like, oh, I got to ramp up that comedy in the second one because nobody got it the first time. Yeah. So now there's all this just weird stuff in that movie. And it, I mean, the movie like it's not it's that's another one I leave. I don't watch too much for a few reasons because I don't want to like lose its power because it feels so raw. Like it feels so like like this is like dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, this shouldn't exist. Like who made this craziness? Like I always compare cause people, a lot of people like the, the remake with Jessica Biel, which I think is good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely better than most remakes. That's for sure. But, but it's so like slick compared to the original that mm-hmm. I feel like it loses the power of the original. Yeah. Like, and like the original feels so, yeah, just like scary and dangerous and like, you know, crazy that it's just it's, like, it's almost got like a snuff film vibe to it because it's so low budget looking and, and just very, um, it's just very on looking and not, you know, very straightforward as, you know, storytelling. It's just kind of like you're here to observe this bad shit that's going to happen to these people, you know? Right. <laughs> Even like the opening narration is, is scary to me. Like, oh, just God, that, yeah. It's like that kind of stuff is like, ooh, okay, we're going to see some real shit now. They, and the ending. Yeah, they is, basically tell you what you're in for and what's about to happen. So now you are, you know, what to anticipate, what you would think would kind of kill the scariness of it. But it, like you said, it only just ramps it up, makes it even more scary. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy from like start to finish, basically. I mean, it has that that opening I think people have problems with where they're in the van and <laughs> it's kind of it, that's weird to I me. Mean, the whole thing is just weird from start to finish. But I, I love it because I've become like a big Toby Hooper fan over the past like few years. Um, and he just has this weirdness and crazy humor through his movies. It's just like kind of maniacal and I really like it. <laughs> um, 
so that so that one and then the other one i was going to say that scared me this is like nightmare on elm street for me is like the be all end all because i cannot tell you how afraid i was of freddy krueger when i was a kid like (laughs) petrified like and we had a, a local video store. I always tell the story. So that's how scared I was of this guy. We had a local video store. I don't remember what Nightmare movie was coming out. They had a big cardboard cut out of Freddy Krueger right in front of the friggin' door. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was so scared to go in that, like, I'd hide behind my parents and then also, like, run and close my eyes and run past him to get, like, to the videos. <laughs> like, and I remember one time my dad and I were watching some movie, and that was probably, like, five, six, and, like, just a preview came on for like i think it was nightmare five because i remember like the stroller it was a dream child uh just the preview came on for a freddy movie and i was like freaked out i was like stop it i don't <laughs> want to do this anymore we weren't even watching the movie it was just a preview and yeah. i was like i can't do this my dad was like it's okay calm down we turned the movie off <laughs> like so he was like my mount everest i feel like and i'm gonna go off on a tangent here but like <laughs> i don't know about you like i really had to get to a place where i loved horror because i was so scared of it for a long time like mm-hmm. i didn't really even like through like my teenage years i didn't even really like go near horror movies i was like oh i'm not into that really like i'd see the big ones or whatever but nothing too crazy and i was still so scared of freddy and all that kind of stuff <laughs> like and uh it took me a long time to kind of ease into horror like i'd find things that were like okay this feels okay like uh like <laughs> i watched tales from the hood a lot on hbo oh god so i love s- that movie i freaking love that movie <laughs> that yeah. is one of the best horror anthologies ever made. And I could watch that. And I'm like, okay, this feels safe enough. It was still a little scary, but I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. And like stuff like that would help ease me in. And then I, uh, I remember the first time I watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2 <laughs> all the way through at like a friend's house for a sleepover because I didn't want to run away. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And I made it. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. And I started just like layering on more and more. And uh, in the past few years, I feel like I've really like – just kicked it now i'm watching like every horror movie that comes out basically yeah no kidding yeah i think with nightmare 2 that's definitely this i think that's the scariest they've ever made him look with his makeup and they made his eyes really kind of like like witchy looking i don't know how to describe it terrifying that one he i mean he's scary in the first one he seems more like vicious in the second one even like he's like you know coming at people's tearing people's bodies apart (laughs) there's that whole scene at the pool like the barbecue or like the pool scene which which was pretty scary it's, yeah. yeah, it's really scary, but also it kind of makes no sense. Like they, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> they totally just like forgot the rules. Like, oh, that's right, he only he can only do this in people's dreams, and suddenly this entire you know pool party just went to sleep, and now he's here. Yeah, you suddenly know, he's like, out. Yeah, no, two two is a really weird outlier for the whole series. Like it's because I just watched. It's funny because I feel like I'm starting my Halloween movies early. I just watched Nightmare three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. That's kind of its own little trilogy. Uh, like connected there and like i remember thinking like yeah two is really weird because nightmare one is its own thing <laughs> and then you have two kind of out by itself and then three four five connect and then you know but it's like two two is just weird they break the rules uh <laughs> have you i don't know if you know about this there's the whole uh like gay undertones oh that, yeah <laughs> that apparently if you watch the night or the nightmare documentary called never sleep again which is amazing it's like four hours long yeah but it's so good and everybody there knew what they were doing except for the director <laughs> the oh, director wow. is like i didn't know there was anything gay going on <laughs> but the writer <laughs> knew that the the guy who the main guy uh jesse uh he he knew it he's gay in real life and he I was, was gonna like say i think he was openly out yeah 
yeah, he, he knew what was going on. He's like, yeah, you don't get me. There's like, <laughs> it's like, so it's just a weird, so it's a good movie. It's very scary. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just, I don't know where we're going with that tangent, but it's like, no, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two is weird. I like that whole series though. Honestly, I don't think there's like a nightmare movie that I, even Freddy's dead. I don't dislike Freddy's dead. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I started listening to the Halloweenies podcast. It's also run by the guys that do the losers club podcast. Um, uh, last year they did the Halloween franchise. They did uh, a movie a month and then this year they did the nightmare series and they did a movie a month. So I was kind of following along with them and, uh, watching the movies for the corresponding month that they were going to be talking about them. Uh, and so it's funny cause they were saying, you know, even the worst nightmare movie is still like the most imaginative movie like they you know they were always trying to think of imaginative ways to kill people or just um even just the sets or what they were going to do with it um i think the guy said uh pick the worst nightmare movie and it's still more imaginative than any of the friday the 13th sequels i mean that's probably true yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> as much as i like the friday the 13th movies uh yeah i mean nightmare has definitely got better like more imaginative kills and it's a more consistent series because because friday has some real uh some real duds in there. <laughs> um, I remember going on a marathon a long time ago when I was probably 17 or 18. And so I don't, uh, I know I'll remember bits and pieces of them as I watch them, but as a whole, I, I remember the first two, uh, Jason X, just cause that's more of a comedy, even though it's unintended to be a comedy. Yeah. Jason X is, is pretty wild. I, that one, I'm not sure. Cause I, 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 it's like, I thought the same thing you did where I thought, Okay, they just totally misfired. But I watched it again, I think maybe a couple months ago. And uh, the more people talk about it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe they meant to do that. It's so over the top that it's yeah. almost like they must have, you know, must have meant to do this. But I can see people don't like it because it's very like meta and it's very, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous, but it's kind of fun. I don't know. I take it over like Jason uh, goes to Manhattan and uh, or Jason takes Manhattan and maybe um, Jason goes to hell. I've you seen that one. I have seen him, but like I said, it's been so long. I, I, I do remember them not being very good, though. Whichever one where he was possessing people, like he wasn't even in it. Oh, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> so, that one, I I feel like that's probably one. at the bottom of the list. <laughs> it's it's near the bottom, yeah. I don't think it's... It's funny, with these like horror franchises, I feel like I just come to love them more and more all the time. Like Even if they're not good, I feel like I just <laughs> am like, okay, that's what I came for. Like It's like, because... Jason X, I used to think was terrible. And now I'm like, I kind of like Jason X. And like Jason Goes to Hell, I think I watched that like last year for the first time. And I thought, okay, because maybe everyone else talks about how bad it is for so long that I expect worse. I don't know. But uh, maybe I'm just happy to be watching one of these slasher movies. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. um, I do I do have some bones to pick with the Halloween franchise. There's a couple in there that I just absolutely hate and will not watch. <laughs> which... I, I've heard like three and four. Um, uh, not three. Sorry, uh, I think I think I've heard four and five. It's been a long time since I've watched uh, anything other than the f- first two, but I've heard four and five are pretty bad. Funny thing, uh, funny thing. I was listening to an old episode of your podcast with um. I follow this guy on Instagram too. Uh, Cam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys did horror movies. I think last year. I was mm-hmm. listening to that to kind of make sure we didn't like. I didn't say the exact same things that you guys said, but <laughs> I got a bone to pick with him because he crapped over Halloween four. I love Halloween. Oh 4. man. <laughs> I'm not that, I'm not that mad at him, but I was like, I, <laughs> Halloween four is, it's got a great like fall vibe. Like it feels very like 
very fall, very Halloween. Like, uh, it's pretty fun. Like, I like Danielle Harris as, um, as Jamie Lord, as, um, Jamie the Curtis's daughter. Uh, and then the babysitter, I forgot her name. Oh, I'm going to blank. There's like a nice like relationship between like her and her, it's her babysitter. I'm totally blank here right now, but like <laughs> a whole, it's, it's a fun, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's not the best, but I really like it. Five is bad. Five, five is not good. Six is even worse. And see, I keep hearing a lot of people say that how terrible six was, but then they go back and revisit it and, and are like, you know what? It's not as bad as I remember. That's, that's what I thought was happening. So like last Halloween, I went on like a, I think I watched maybe, maybe basically the whole series. And, uh, like I went to six and I'd never seen six before or I hadn't seen it in a long time. I think I saw it on TV, like, you know, when I was a kid or something. Yeah. So, and everyone said, watch a director's cut. It's better. The producer's cut. And I didn't think I was like, if this is better, I don't even want to know what the original cut was like, because <laughs> I hate it. I couldn't stand it. Like it made no sense. I, someone's gonna be very angry at me right now. For <laughs> but, but I just think six is like, it goes in this whole like cult of Thorn stuff, which some people like for the Halloween series. Um, where people were like, you know, bringing Michael Myers back time and time again, <laughs> like they're possessing him. I, you know, it's all this craziness. Um, but like, it's a yeah yeah I just don't like it and then, I mean the worst one is Resurrection though I think everyone agrees on that yeah but it, it's also one of those movies I remember uh, I I have a fun memory of it because we went and saw it in the theater and so what well, came out Tales in two so I was uh, either fourteen or fifteen and you know like that that it, as terrible as it is that's a perfect movie for a group of 14, 15 year olds to go see, especially because like Buster Rhymes was in there. We were all into Buster Rhymes and just, <laughs> so like we had, we had a lot of fun with it. And even when I watch it, I'm like, okay, this movie is terrible. I, I know this is a horrible movie, but I think it must be the nostalgia thing. I was like, I still have fun watching it, even though it is God awful. <laughs> it might be, you know what? I need to watch it again. <laughs> I'm punishing myself, but I should watch it again. Cause I haven't seen that one in a while. But it might be you're right. It might be more fun than like I think five or six is because five or six is kind of a drag. Um, Resurrection has some wild stuff. He's doing karate against Michael Myers. Yeah, uh, it's the whole dangertainment uh, like reality show thing going on, right? I mean, there's just some like really ridiculous, stupid stuff in that movie. <laughs> there, yeah, there's nothing redeeming or good about it. But you know, if you uh, like ex- experienced it when it first came out, or just when you were young, and then you watch it later on you know it's bad but you're like i had fun watching it when i was little i'll have fun watching it now yeah i mean some of the best uh times i was going to see horror movies with friends in a theater and i didn't even but we didn't usually hear what was going on because we were like teenagers and uh it sounds like we're about the same age are you i'm 32 Uh, i just turned um 31 last wednesday oh okay so yeah we're pretty close um because i was you said 14 15 how resurrection i was like okay that sounds about right uh (laughs) and i feel i got taken to some horror movies because like i said i wasn't too into as a teenager but i know i just got dragged to some uh i did god did you ever see darkness falls god yes unfortunately (laughs) that holy crap that thing wow what a piece of shit and that's another one i see people like there's this weird thing in horror too where people tend to really revisit these movies and kind of like reevaluate them and make them, you know, like, Oh, it's not that bad guys. Like the tide tends to turn like, um, Halloween three is a great example. I remember even when I was like younger, maybe like 10 years ago, even people hated that movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's no Michael Myers, like, and they, everyone's like, it's garbage. It's not good. It's boring. Blah, blah. And now it's like, I feel like it's beloved. Like I'm in like <laughs> every like horror group, like Instagram, like people like love that movie. And I watched it like for the first time a few years ago. And I thought it was like 
okay to good. Like I'm like, it's kind of good. Um, it's but, definitely uh, 80s all the way. Oh, it's it's very 80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that tends to happen a lot in horror, where something you know was just destroyed when it came out. People come back to it and go, you know what? It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darkness Falls is not one of them. <laughs> I saw some people. That's why my point was to, I people trying to defend it kind of recently. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the, they had to extend the credits because the movie itself was not long enough to put in theaters. <laughs> like, come on. That's a bad sign. Right that's there. a bad sign. Um, I do Jesus. have a fun memory with that movie because, you know, we wanted to see it. It looked scary. It looked fun. Um, when saw it, it ended and we all looked at each other like, okay, I feel like we just wasted our money on seeing that. So we went back out to the box office to see what else was playing. And we went and saw final destination two. Oh, and that's a great movie. That that's is, a fun... <laughs> it, it, it's, it's another one where you, you from far away, you're like, okay, I can see how this is a terrible movie, but when you're experiencing it, it is so fun <laughs> and over the top. That, that opening crash scene is probably number one on like car crash scenes of all time. And it's terrifying because I, and that works because to this day, if I see a log truck, I'm getting out of the way of that truck. I'm like, okay, let me move to another lane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what it is as terrible as it may be? I feel like that's the one people remember the most. I think, I think if you asked people, I think two is probably the like favorite of the franchise. I feel like that's kind of like a popular opinion. Uh, I'd probably say it's my favorite. I, I think four is the only one that's like really shitty. <laughs> like, uh, the final nation for some reason they dropped the four on that one it was like the one in 3d with like the nascar race oh, okay um is that the one that is is essentially a prequel or no or is that the no, next the last one that's the last, the last one. Okay. one was pretty good so it's like one two three five good four horrible <laughs> yeah because i i remember um telling my telling my girlfriend like a few years back like like have you watched the later final destination movies and she said no i was like oh there's um I was like, you know, there's a couple that are pretty bad, but there's one that's actually really good. And I was like, oh, I think it's this one. And we watched four and it got to the end. And I looked at her oh. and I was just like, sorry, it wasn't that one. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. Sorry. It was not it. <laughs> I wasted an hour and 30 minutes of our lives. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> and then I think immediately I put on the final, the last one. And then I looked over and I was like, it was this one. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing, too, about those movies, those movies is, though, they really run together. Like, if you asked me for, like, was this kill in that one, I probably could not tell you. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I can tell you the main, the starting incident, like, usually what happens, but I can't tell you, like, oh, was the tanny bed one in this one, or, you know. Um, the LASIK one. The LASIK one, yeah, which still is ridiculous, but kind of scares me from getting LASIK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get LASIK? No, but I have glasses, and I've thought oh. about it. I'm like, I don't know. Get my eyes lasered out by that. I saw it in a movie. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, it's completely stupid. But in that movie, I mean, it's funny because I feel like I tend to rate horror movies like in a vacuum. So, like, among the Final Station movies, among those five, I think these are really good. <laughs> like, but then mm -hmm. if I – like, my friend – is like watches horror too and he watched like all the friday 13s and he's like i don't get why you like these so much or he saw like my ratings on like letterbox and he's like you're rating these very high <laughs> and i said <laughs> i said yeah but i'm coming to them like kind of knowing what i want or what i expect to get out of them and they give me that it's not so i'm kind of rating them in like a vacuum amongst the series almost like if i give listen i'm <laughs> i'm the guy that gave friday 13 part 7 the new blood a five out of five on letterboxd and i stand oh, no. by that <laughs> i stand by that rating <laughs> 
<laughs> and my friend was like, are you out of your mind? And I said, listen, it's like my favorite Friday movie. Besides, part four is also very good. But I was like, so out of the Friday movies, yeah, it's it's perfect to me. So, <laughs> Oh, man. I, I don't yeah. remember it, so but I'll have to watch it. I saw – or actually, I bought um, – the whole collection on voodoo on friday the 13th because it was only oh, 13 dollars. Yes. so that was a great deal yeah that <laughs> i saw that i have the i have the blu-ray collection it got really cheap too it was like 20 bucks for all of them on blu-ray oh wow. um well they cut off at um i think it's jason goes to hell so you get one through eight so um yeah i don't think you get jason x or freddy versus jason yeah you don't get any of those but but yeah, you get the first eight, and that, that was a really good deal. I was like, I would have jumped that if I didn't have it already. But those are ones I can just pop those on any time, and it's like very easy watching. <laughs> like, I just throw this one on now. Yeah. But uh, part seven is not a popular pick. That's the one where like he fights like the psychic girl. It's kind of like Carrie versus Jason almost. Or mm. it's like okay, so. I, I, that does sound familiar, but I don't remember the movie as a whole. That was the first Friday Teeth that I saw. That's why I think I have like a attachment mm. to that. One. So see, it's it seems so. You yeah, you know you defend your rating with it just being subjectional you know it just i happen to have a better uh experience of it than you did <laughs> <laughs> i mean pretty much it's what it comes it's very subjective it's what it comes down to so <laughs> and see like some of my favorite horror movies people will not really give me shit for it, but just they're like really like of all the movies you could choose like those those are your favorites like one of my favorites that i always watch around halloween which i actually just watched a couple months ago um is idle hands Man, I need to rewatch it. I've been meaning to rewatch that movie for like a year. <laughs> it's mm. on Amazon Prime. I keep looking at it going, I should watch that. Because I saw it once, I'm sure, when I was younger, like when it first came out. And I remember liking it. And I've ho- always heard great things. I just haven't had a chance to rewatch it. But I really need to. I think I will now. It, it does go a little off the rails, the last act. And um, it. I feel like it definitely didn't live up to its full potential. But, but for what you do get, it's still really fun. And it's an obvious, you know, nod to uh evil dead 2 and mm-hmm. you know just it you know, evil dead 2 like is amazing on its own so when you get something of a clone or whatnot and you know it's still gonna be fun no matter what because it's so it's there's horrifying things going on but it's presented to you in a very funny way funny so. way yeah that's i love evil dead 2 so much. i mean i don't know if, i think that's a popular opinion so you want evil dead 2 being probably the best of the the three. Oh, definitely so i mean and the first one is is good but i just would take I, I think i'd always pop on the second one before i watch the first one mm-hmm. so but the, yeah i don't think we got back to what you're oh sorry go ahead go ahead oh no i was gonna <laughs> say no yeah the first one's definitely just straight up horror whereas the second one it goes all in on the horror and it goes all in on the comedy and it just did they just merge so perfectly yeah we got to see that i went uh at, like on the big screen because we, we have a local theater that does like a bunch of repertory screens uh and they go all in in october and show horror movies and that was like one of the most fun screens i've ever been to was that evil dead 2 screen it was it was wild it was really great oh, I can imagine it was just yeah it was crazy in there it was really good i hadn't seen it like in a long time mm-hmm. uh and i was like okay this is the way to to watch this now yeah <laughs> so yeah but we didn't get back to what your favorite horror movies were because now i'm curious so um okay well if i had to do like i'll do the top three thing um in no order uh obviously halloween has to be on there um I always I always defend that the first Alien is a horror movie. It's just set in oh, space. Yeah. You know, most people it's, are like, oh, uh, that's a science fiction movie. I'm like, no, that's a horror movie set in space. Yeah, it's like the old Dark House. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like the if the spaceship was a haunted house, you know, and then that's... Uh, I can't describe, not describe it terribly, but it's like... No, no I was going get... to say, actually, the, the, the haunted house in space thing is rounding out my top three because then I would probably say Event Horizon. 
Oh my God. Yes. I'm clapping for that one. That yeah. yes. Oh my um, God. I love that movie. <laughs> if, if that movie does not make you uncomfortable or uh, squirm or anything, if you can watch that with a straight face and at the end you just go, eh, it was fine. I, you might have some problems. <laughs> that, yeah, that movie's insane. I, I like it's like kind of like Hellraiser in space almost. It's got this vibe of like, yeah. uh, it's that I love that movie. That was a movie that I remember watching like when I was younger. I can't remember why. Like it was on TV and I was like, I think I thought I could handle that one. And I was like, oh, it's more like sci-fi space. And it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when his wife pops up in that like vent. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that got me so bad. I feel like I was like, <laughs> OK, I'm done. I'm going to get out of here. Turn all the lights on, like <laughs> run away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's a great movie. And that's one that I'm glad is being like reassessed and yes. people have come around to like love that movie now. That's what I was just going to say. That was one that it was and not really maligned, but just not as well loved at first. And, you know, like in recent years, people are like, you know what? Looking back on it, it's a it's a very solid horror movie. And it's like, hell, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's very like uh, it's like just very bleak, which I always find scary in horror movies Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not trying to be like funny or kind of wink at you it's just like this is really brutal and it's bleak and like it's like it's just yeah that's a it's a dark movie and i i remember i think you know what's funny i think i might have watched it because i think south park did like a parody thing i mean completely off on the timing on this do you remember like they did like like a blood orgy thing oh and that was like that was like a reference to that weird tape they find it's like the people just killing each other and having sex and all that insanity. They apparently got the sad thing about Event Horizon is it got cut to bits apparently, and they lost all the footage. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Because um, they, you know, they presented it one way, but then it was just way too uh, crazy and gory and just just way too much. So they had to have him cut it down. And after so long, I think they offered him the chance to do a director's cut. And they, I know they found some footage but it was just way too damaged to restore so they kind of abandoned it and um apparently uh just recently somebody uncovered um footage that hadn't been found in a long time uh man it was in this is so crazy they found the footage in a uh oh god what is it called a salt mine in like sweden (laughs) or something like that Uh um but apparently they uh you can store uh, people would store film uh, in salt mines because I guess it's very dry in there and that's prime environment oh. for film so it, it doesn't deteriorate but apparently it was it, it's seen better days so they were like yeah it's kind of unsalvageable but we found it and it's like oh well who cares at this Thanks. point great. that's even more depressing that they found it and it's unusable <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah that's that's too bad because it would have been really interesting to see what all that I mean it's already pretty brutal as is so I don't know if I would want to see what they cut out of it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't, I don't think it hurts it, but I am always curious to see, you know, like when someone's like, Oh, we had all this stuff that got cut and you know, but we lost it. It's like, Oh God, <laughs> like yeah. uh, that happened with um, a couple of the Friday 13ths. There was like a period in the late eighties when MPA got like real crazy and uh, <laughs> made everybody start cutting stuff down. Like I know like, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 got really hurt by that. And Friday 13th Part 7, actually, the new book, got really hurt by that. Um, mm. But they lost all these great... They worked on these practical effects kills. And then they were like, oh, no, cut it down to, like, nothing. So you can't even see it. <laughs> and then they oh, just... Man. 
no one cares. So they just like throw the footage or just don't keep the footage or when they do find it, like it looks horrible and it's like, well, we can't even do anything with this. So <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, that's one I would like to revisit in the theater. Cause that's definitely a theater movie too. Cause there was such, they did a really good job on the visuals on that one too. Just such great wide shots of the ship and out in space and all that. Yeah. That's one I never like see pop up like playing in a theater. I don't know what like, the deal with that is. Um, but I, yeah, I would like if that was playing, I would go to that in a heartbeat because that <laughs> that would be great. Um, and it's funny because it's Paul Davis Anderson <laughs> who yeah. is very hit or miss in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. uh, mostly miss. Um, <laughs> I'm being generous. Um, and it's like well, and the funny thing is, I don't know about you. I make a judge for this, but I'm a real uh, I'm a sucker for those Resident Evil movies. <laughs> uh, I like the first one, and I I think I gave up after this second one. Second or third. That's understandable. Uh, <laughs> I I stuck it out till the final chapter um, and saw all of them and watched them get um, basically progressively worse. The final chapter was one of the worst movies I saw in a theater whatever year that came out. <laughs> it was that thing was cut like I don't it was insane. Like I thought it was going to have a seizure. It was just like boom, 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 boom. Like somebody just chopped it up so much that they didn't let you see anything that was happening. And oh, I was like, man. well, this, this franchise is a real piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, why do I watch these? Um, it was, uh, yeah, that I, it's funny because I'll still go back to like the first four or five. I think the last two were really bad. But yeah, the first, like, I'm I'm still a sucker on that. And um, what's the other franchise? Oh, it's gone. But yeah, uh, it's a guilty pleasure franchise. But um, do you have any, uh, what are your horror guilty pleasures? Do you have any of those? Uh, in terms of just movies themselves, movies that people kind of hate that you would kind of like. Um, I mean, Event Horizons. I'll just say is an unpopular one. Um, that's for sure. Um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm almost a. Uh, I don't want to say I'm a purist, but like I, or sound very uh, douchey when I say like I only go for the top tier <laughs> horror. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> I only watch the the highest class or no? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? The um, Rosemary's Babies and those like that. Um, which don't get me wrong, is a damn scary movie. I remember um, uh, my mom watching it. I think I think I can't remember exactly where we were, but I know she was watching it. And either I was asleep in the room and I woke up during the end, or I walked into her room during the end. But I just remember like stopping and watching when she sees the baby for the first time and then you know her being terrified and then them showing that quick quick shot of the baby's eyes and oh. i think that like scarred me for yeah. the next <laughs> the next few years because man that ending was just insane <laughs> that yeah I, it's funny i just saw that for the first time last year i'd never seen it before and it was one of my like you know like top tier horror movies that i had not seen and uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, it's funny thing is I just was like, this is a really well-made movie. Like just <laughs> beyond the fact that it's like a horror movie. I'm like, yeah. God damn, this is a good movie that I wish I didn't have so many problems with Roman Polanski, but <laughs> yeah, no like, kidding. God damn, this movie is good. And just God, that whole, um, like dream sequence with the, uh, I, I'm basically like the devil coming in and impregnating her is yeah. freaking terrifying i'm like this is insane i i was thinking i could not imagine going to a theater and seeing this in like 1968 once yeah. it came out like he must have been like what the hell is going on in this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh my my uh grandparents um they told me about when they on one of their dates they went and saw psycho when it first came out 
and just oh, how, how terrifying that was. That's one of those ones where if you give me a time machine and say, go like, I guess my, my memory race as well. But if you go see a movie <laughs> in the theaters with an audience and I would love to see Psycho um, and not know what was going to happen because, you know, he had all Hitchcock had all those things where it's like, don't let people in after 15 minutes or whatever it was. And it was yeah. like, or no one will be admitted after it starts. And like, everyone was like, keep the secret. Like that was another one that must have blown people's minds in 1960 <laughs> because, and it's funny because everyone complains about the end of Psycho. When the guy starts explaining everything. Mm. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of exposition, but it's, you know, you have to kind of wrap it up without, I feel like it's, it's better to do it in, in that subtle way where you hear someone telling it as you're kind of, you're, you are figuring it all out and you just see him sitting there just kind of taking joy in it, you know? Yeah, and well, I always defend it because I say it was 1960. People probably needed that ending or they were going to walk out <laughs> just yeah. being like, very confused at what was going on like and it's hard you can look back now and go why'd they add all that i'm like they, they probably needed it. <laughs> just yeah like, no kidding so yeah that's that's a great one i uh speaking of like my mom of uh, parents seeing movies in theaters my mom saw alien in the theater oh, you mentioned man. alien earlier with uh like my dad and a couple of their friends and she always talks about how much she just hated it because they all loved it and she my mom is does not like horror at all oh, but no. doesn't want to see like she hated seeing like the commercials for it when that was coming out. She was like, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, and uh, she always talks about the alien screening. And when the, when the chest burster comes out and she just was like, she was like mortified. Like she was like, I think I almost passed out. And your, and your dad, and our friends were just loving it and hooting and hollering. <laughs> and I was screaming and nobody cared. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, no, another great one to see. In th- which I actually have seen that one uh, at a screening, which is another, another great one to see with a crowd. So, yeah, if that ever comes back in theaters, I I definitely have to see that one in the theater. Um, going back to talking about Halloween, uh, the uh, I don't remember the specifics of when I saw the first time. I just remember um, starting it after my mom had left somewhere, and I can't remember how old I was. I was like a, I was like eleven or yeah, I'd say about eleven or so, and watched Halloween. And as soon as you know, there's the final shot of him laying there on the ground and then as soon as Loomis mm-hmm. goes and looks he's gone music kicks in you hear the breathing credits roll as soon as that happened I remember like looking at the doorway to the bedroom and that was which led out to the hallway and I just remember just staring at it for the next like 10 minutes just waiting <laughs> for somebody to come around the corner and I eventually worked myself up so much I started I actually started crying and then my mom got home as I was crying and told me you know like what's wrong and I told her I just watched Halloween and she goes she looks at me and she goes why the hell would you do that she goes I saw that in the theater and it scared the shit out of me and I was 18 years old <laughs> <laughs> oh man Halloween is one if we relationship with because I remember seeing it like a lot as a kid, but I feel like it, it came on a lot, like on TV. I remember watching in broad daylight a lot. <laughs> so weird, oh, distinct yeah. memory of like, it just played a lot maybe during October. And I remember just kind of catching and going, I could watch this. Cause like it, people, like half the movies in daylight too. So I'm like, Oh, this isn't scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's sunny outside. And I remember like, okay, I'm not, I'm not scared. And like, but the ending of that one did, did really scare me for a while. But, and Halloween's not one that like the, the sequels and everything never really scare me that much. I don't know why, but but yeah, the first one does, and the first one now is one I can put on. It's like putting on like a record that you know really well or something. Mm-hmm. It's like I can just play it in the background and just like go. I've seen it so many times. I'm just like put Halloween on for a nice relaxing night at home. You know, it's like it's it's really I, fun to watch the Blu-ray with the uh, commentary on and hearing Jamie Lee Curtis and oh, and John I, Carpenter talk about it 
<laughs> yes, I was about to mention this. Where isn't she? Isn't the whole time she's like, John, that is too scary. Yeah, John, that's so him scary. Shit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need to listen to it again. It was to a long time ago, and I found it hilarious. And she's just like, Oh, John, that's just so scary. <laughs> oh man, that is great. It's um, what did you think? I don't. What did you think of the Halloween that came out last year with her back in it? Um, <laughs> I feel like that was a kind of controversial episode I did on the podcast too because because <laughs> Cam and I reviewed it and um it was funny because it started out we were both so happy to talk about it and how good it was but then it was funny because we get we got to the end of it and Cam summed it up perfectly we got to the end of talking and he just goes why'd you make me do this like I started it out loving this movie <laughs> now I just hate it like it's it was so bad and I was like well oh, it, no. I think we wound up giving <laughs> Uh, I think we wound up giving it a seven, um, and that was just us being generous. Oh, yeah. See, I'd probably go probably seven or eight. Like, I think I watched it once since the theater. I really liked it. I saw a lot of people, uh, like you guys, were, I mean, we were crapping on it, but people were just, like, shitting on it so hard. Like, I'm like, is it that bad? We went through Halloween Resurrection. It's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people who were like, this is horrible. I'm like, this is not anywhere near the worst thing in the franchise. Like, that's, no, no insane that's like people say like you know like the new star wars are worse than the prequels like well, hold on let's uh, <laughs> no a, take a step back strong and disagreement about. with that one <laughs> there, there was just a couple big things that really hindered it for me like the whole spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it but um the whole doctor twist you know that was yeah that was like okay a, <laughs> I, threw my, I threw my hands up and was just like what the hell are we doing with the, this now you know the first time i saw it i had the same reaction you did and i said what in the fuck are we doing right yeah now? I, and if that if i remember somebody said this and i agreed if that had kept going i would have been very pissed but luckily that ended like like they killed him like well, so sorry <laughs> i won't say who somebody died <laughs> yeah and uh, and uh they move on very quickly but it's like it, 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 that first time I was like, what in the hell? Like, I, I hated it the first time. Second time I was like, okay with it. I completely like, was like, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, some of the kids were annoying. Uh, like, uh, her granddaughter's friends, like, mm, yeah. like stuff. I mean, it's not perfect at all, but I just thought like, you know, it was pretty well done, um, for, for, you know, being what it was like so long after, you know, and all that. But, um, but yeah, I really liked it. And I, a lot of people just were like, oh, it's horrible. And I'm just like, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was just, a, I think one of the other big things was that the scare of him being in the closet, the kid's closet was ruined by the, uh, oh, yeah, by the trailers <laughs> and whatnot. But also it was still effective when you watched it until they immediately played, played it off as a joke immediately after with that kid just going, oh shit. And running away, you know, I, I feel like had they just cut that, little bit out that scene would have been so much more effective because there's a lot of comedy that came before it and i feel like that's to diffuse the situation but then to throw that in immediately after the scare happens is like oh well now you just you know just downplayed it yeah no those are good points <laughs> it's like and i heard like all these criticisms and i was kind of like i it's one of those things where i agree kind of but i it didn't bother me i guess you know what i mean it's like i, I see what you're saying but it just didn't bother me this way it did some people you know mm. like like the comedy afterwards, I don't know. I was like, eh, it's fine. Like the kid didn't bother me. Um, and I do, I, I hate that. That's a whole thing though. When they ruin scares in trailers. Mm-hmm, definitely. Do we have to do like, it, it's like, it's like make an alternate something, a cut or something. It's like, you don't have to, because I think we would have probably seen that, that 
scare coming? Maybe. I don't know. But um, you definitely ruined it when I saw the trailer 30 times before I saw the movie. And I was like, oh, here comes that part. And uh, there's a movie called The Prodigy. Did you see that one? I didn't see it, but I remember uh, a part of the trailer scaring the shit out of me. It was actually really creepy. (laughs) And they they showed that, which would have been a great scare, but they showed it at the end of the trailer. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I think that came out. And they were like, make sure you watch the end of the trailer on like the, you know, like you're watching on YouTube. It's like, don't, don't turn off for the end. Um, and that's like the only scare in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard it was not, not very good. Oh, man. I did not like that movie. <laughs> that, that thing, it was very boring. Um, there's just not, I can't remember hardly anything about it. And the funny thing is that that scare that was so good, they pretty much directly stole it from this um, Italian movie called Shock. Mm, okay. Uh, I think is mario bava um oh wow and uh it's a great scare but they just i mean it's exactly the same (laughs) like uh they just took it exactly i mean it worked the first time and probably no one's seen shock so why not just take it again (laughs) but Mm. um yeah (laughs) that that reminded me of um uh it reminded me of a scare they did and um it follows okay have you seen it follows i have i have it's been a couple years but i did Um, see it I can't remember how the scene started out, but I know they're in the house and they all run into a bedroom and whatever the it, the form that the it was in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it was a kid and he was running uh, towards them at the bedroom door and they slam the door and as soon as the door slams, it slams back open. But it's a full grown person this time. Yes, and that was that was a really good effective <coughs> scare. That was that was good. I forgot. I need to rewatch that movie. That's another one that's like very, I feel like divisive. I feel like it came out and everybody was like, "Oh, it's so good," and then people turned on it, <laughs> which all seems yeah. to be the pattern with some movies. It's like comes out, it gets a bunch of praise, and people see it after it got the praise, and mm. uh, and then they're like, "It wasn't that good." Like I think the problem with that one was someone tagged that. This happens every damn year. They put a tag on a horror movie that says like, "This is the scariest movie since The Exorcist." Yeah, <laughs> and, no kidding. And they. I think they did that to it follows and then people saw it and were like it wasn't even scary and it, i mean i thought it was a good movie um yeah i thought it was really good it was yeah it was very interesting um i was gonna say oh i i'm curious because part of my whole like horror watching is uh i got deep into asian horror and i'm now into italian horror have you mm-hmm. had any <laughs> have you had any uh watch anything going on there you watch any of that (laughs) um i when the ring was huge uh i watched the first the original one um Mm. which is you know more or less the same as the american remake um but obviously the feel and tone of it is a is different because they have a totally different feel and tone for horror over there (laughs) so um it did scare me that i feel like it was scarier than um the american remake uh I think another one I watched a lot was uh, it was a it was a two uh, anthology movies called Three Extremes. Okay, yeah, I've heard of them. I haven't seen them though. But. Um, it's weird. It was one of those situations where part one over there is actually part two here. Part two here is actually part one over there. Like oh. I don't, who knows why <laughs> they did that. Um, but in any case, the first one that was released here to me was the best one. Um, all I can really remember, I know there was. Well, obviously three stories. The only two I remember, one of them was called Dumplings, uh, where this lady oh. makes dumplings <laughs> that um, make you uh, like reverse age, but don't ask what's in the dumplings, but you do find out what is in them. <laughs> um, 
and then the other one I remember was really good. It was called Cut. I think it was the last one on there. Um, this crazy guy breaks into this movie producer's house and has his wife um, like held hostage at her piano with a bunch of uh, like wires basically making her stick to the piano. And he he's trying to get the movie producer to do something. But every time he refuses, he just starts like hacking off fingers off of her and stuff like that. Oh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really great, uh, collection though. The first one's really good. Um, but then as far as like Italian horror movies, I think the only one I've ever really seen is uh, the original Suspiria. Mm. Um, I saw the remake and it was, I still don't know what to think of it. Um, <laughs> that, that's, it, that makes sense. It's insane. It's, they're both, they're both crazy in very different ways. It's that's what I like about uh, Suspiria. The first one, the original would probably be in my top 10 of all time horror movies. Oh, definitely. It's yeah, it's it's really good. It is really good. And then the I, I don't know, I think I just looked and I was even surprised I did this. I think I five starred Suspiria from last year, the remake, because <laughs> um, I really liked it. I think I, I I wrote this review on Letterboxd and I was like, wow, I like this more than I remembered. And it's it's so I'm a real sucker. This is a really easy way to get me to like your movie. If you go completely bonkers, like by the end, I'm usually like, yes, go for like because I saw Suspiria in a theater. And I was like, I cannot believe this ending. And then I'm watching this in like an AMC. <laughs> like it goes oh, so wow. off the rails that I was watching. There was like nobody there. And I watched this couple that looked there on like a first date. Oh, and I don't know shit. who picked. I don't know who picked the movie. <laughs> but but I think it was the girl because the guy looked at. He kept looking at her like, "What the hell are we watching?" And she was like <laughs> eating popcorn. Like I love it. And uh, he, would, he had, and by the end, he just was staring at her like, "I don't know what's going on." And she was like eating it up. And uh, but everybody else, some one guy walked out. I remember that. Um, it's one of the craziest endings I've ever seen in a movie, like in a theater. Like I've seen crazy, but it's like to see it like in a AMC. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this, "What the hell? Like this is not. This is not." Um, profitable or uh marketable at all no <laughs> Which, no and it's like almost i think it's two and a half hours long or something it's yeah. it, like i never problem with everyone said it felt really long i never problem with that i thought it was like i was really into it the whole time um but that's the the thing well i'll go both like italian horror is something that i think you have to work into <laughs> italian horror is insane it's you feel like these people are all crazy people over there <laughs> mm-hmm. who who didn't like they don't know the rules of making a movie. So they're just doing whatever they want, <laughs> which is kind of exciting. Um, Cause at first it's so weird. It's so off. It feels, everything feels very dreamlike most of the time with their movies and the dubbing. Cause like I always watch them dub and the dubbing's so weird and off, <laughs> but that yeah. kind of starts to add to the charm after a while. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, they just go so crazy over there. And then the other side, which is like back in the day, like in high school, I was really getting into like, I sound like a real film douche. I was getting into cinema. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, no, I was like really getting into movies. I go to the video store and start renting like just, I don't know, create. I start, somehow gotten like Asian movies of like South Korea, uh, China, Japan, like all these, because they do interesting stuff over there. First, it was like action because they do great action movies. It was like John Woo stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then that led me down to the path of like Asian horror which is some of the scariest stuff I've ever seen <laughs> because I can't make heads or tails of what's happening anyway. <laughs> like yeah. most of the time I'm like, what the hell is going on in this movie? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's terrifying because like they show you stuff you've never seen before. They show you stuff you don't understand. <laughs> like, um, it's very unsettling. Like, um, 
it's funny because I have friends to this day will be like, oh, remember that time you went to that weird Asian horror face? Because I was like trying to show people. <laughs> I was like, guys, you got to watch uh, this thing called Suicide Club. We got to watch the original uh, the original ring. And uh, people were like, ah, I'm good. I don't want to watch. that." Yeah. <laughs> like they do some. I, I just love Italy and all the Asian horror because they just do such crazy off the wall stuff that like I feel like sometimes mainstream American horror gets so it feels so safe. Mm-hmm. like the big studio horror it feels like you know exactly what you're gonna get like and i could like that like but it's just kind of like okay this beat's gonna happen and there's gonna be some jump scares and you know <laughs> but it's like the stuff around the world is just like oh these guys are not playing by the rules i don't know what they're doing <laughs> yeah they're definitely not as strict as they are over here that is for sure and that yeah and they get away with all this like weird like sexual stuff and the violence is like a whole different kind of thing and it's just yeah, it's it's something. Uh, <laughs> so I'd recommend go seek out some good Asian horror. Go seek out some good Italian horror because um, they're very interesting. <laughs> um, I think another if you want to classify this as an Asian horror movie, I have seen um, Ichi the Killer. Oh, uh, by Takeshi Makai. Am I saying his name right? Um, yeah, it's something like that. That guy, man, he's made like 150 movies. I don't know how he's done it. I have not seen Ichi the Killer, actually. Um, and it's, if I just looked at my IMDb, it's classified as action, crime, drama, horror, and thriller. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that sounds it's, about right. Cause it everything. is about a hitman, but just what he does is horrifying. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> I do. I need to see that. It's just, yeah, Makai, that guy pumps out so many movies. It's hard to keep up with what he's doing. Um, he did make, speaking of him, the craziest movie I think I ever saw <laughs> was called Gozu. Mm-hmm. Uh, G-O-Z-U. Uh, and I rented it and it's like, it's like David Lynch meets Asian horror. <laughs> it's, oh, man. it's one of the, it might be, it might have the craziest ending I've ever seen, um, of anything. I've seen some really crazy stuff, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't even want to tell you cause I, words will not do it justice, but, uh, just add it to your watch list. Go to, and Go just to. don't get mad at me later. What? <laughs> <It's like, laughs> I'm going to add it to that list right now. So I don't forget. <laughs> Um, I think he actually directed one of the segments in the Three Extremes uh, movies. I think it's been so long as I've seen him, but I'm pretty sure he did. I think, yeah, that sounds right. That's probably why I heard of that movie in the first place because um, the dumpling thing sounded familiar when you mentioned it. And uh, I'm looking it up. He did do a segment. So okay. it was like him, Sandy Luke Park, who did Old Boy, and a guy I never heard of named Fruit Chan. <laughs> Uh yeah, he did um he did another one later that was really good, I think, uh if I'm remembering it right. Um I just gotta remember which one it was. Um I'm looking at it right now. Oh my god, he's another one that's done so oh, he did uh no, maybe not. I was gonna say I think he did the audition. That was another Asian horror movie. I think movie. he did Yeah, I that's one that has been on my watch list since like I don't know, since I was like a teenager because Oh, man. Speaking of great horror stuff to watch during Halloween, uh, did you ever see this thing on came on Bravo like 15 ish years ago? Mm, and I already called, know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the top 100 scariest movie moments or whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That thing. That thing. That was the time when I was kind of like inching into horror. And that thing scared me. That that was hard to watch at night. I'm like, they showed some scary ass clips of stuff I hadn't seen before. <laughs> and Audition was on there. And they showed this clip from that that really stuck with me. Where I was like, I got to see that movie, and I still haven't seen it. It's been like fifteen years. Yeah, because they show the. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just say they show the leg scene. That's all I'll say. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. That <laughs> I that's one that too. It's like it sits there for I'm like I gotta watch this, and it's like I think it's over like two hours long. And I know it's sub, it's probably subtitled, and that's kind of like oh, that's gonna be a kind of like a not an easy watch, you know? It's like so. And it's really, it's really all build up for the final thirty minutes. There's not a whole lot that happens in between. Um, yeah, there's there. It has its creepy moments, but I feel like it's all a build up for when shit just goes off the rails. The in the third act. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. It, uh, <laughs> but I heard it's a crazy third act, so it's worth it. So, there's speaking of that show. Um, have you ever seen Terror in the Isles? You know what? I've heard about Terror in the Isles for years and haven't actually seen it. Um, but I know people talk about it like it's like this mythical uh, thing that they saw. Um, but I have not actually seen it myself. I should probably look it up on YouTube or something. <laughs> it might be on YouTube, but I know they finally re-released it on the uh, Halloween 2 re-release Blu-ray, the original Halloween 2. Um, oh. Because it's got it's it's kind of like that show. There's just clips from so many movies. Um it's got Donald Pleasance, and he's sitting in a movie theater, just kind of talking. He's playing himself. Well, yeah, he's just himself, um, talking to the camera just about like why horror movies are scary. But then all of a sudden, it'll cut to like a nine-minute-long segment of just different <laughs> scenes from horror movies, and then you know, it just it's it's kind of got a theme throughout. But yeah, apparently, it was really hard to uh, get the rights to all the movies again to re-release it. Um, but yeah, if you can find the uh, Halloween Two Blu-ray release, I think it's on there, which. I'm sure by now that Blu-ray is probably like four dollars. Probably, and I, I probably wouldn't have looked at that because I have the Halloween box set, so I probably wouldn't have gone to look for the if it's just like the single Blu-ray. If it's not on the box set, then yeah, I do want to see that though because I've heard about it for years. It's kind, of, it is kind of like people from that. I think it came out '84. I just looked it up. It's kind of like their generation's uh, scariest movie moments because that thing really made me want to see a lot of movies <laughs> when they were playing those clips. I was like, oh, I gotta see that. I gotta see that. Um, <laughs> but. uh and I think you can still watch the scariest movie moments thing on YouTube. I think I did that last year because I really wanted to rewatch it. And Bravo will like not replay it for some yeah, reason these days. Probably the same thing. <laughs> the whole rights thing is they play clips from all the movies and whatnot. Well, actually, you know what? I I remember watching it, and there's there were segments where I'm assuming they didn't have the rights to air it because some movies they would show you the scene, and other movies they would just show you like stills from the movie. Yeah, you know. I'm guessing they didn't they didn't clear the rights to show video sometimes. Uh, <laughs> they yeah. were like, we got some still photos. Um, <laughs> The funny thing is, God, that they played, they would play it to death back in the day. I remember the funniest thing was, I remember one time I come, I came home from my senior prom and it was like four in the morning and it was on and I watched it. <laughs> I was like, that's a good way to end the night. Um, yeah. And it still scared me. It was like the sun was coming up. I was like, God damn it. They got me again. <laughs> like, Cause oh. yeah, I think it's, I think each hour they only do 25. So there's four hours worth of it. Yeah, and then they came back. They did add some more. They had like twenty five more at, after that, which I can't remember as well. But, but yeah, that was great. That's the kind of stuff that you're just like, you were like, I got to see that. It's because you're like, I give you like, what's your appetite? You're like, ooh, what was that? You know, it's like yeah. that crazy. Clip. There was a movie I hunted down for years from that show, and I couldn't remember what it was called, but I remember the clip from a movie called The Sentinel. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it. But I haven't seen it. Jesus, that that was the scariest clip on the entire show. <laughs> like it, it's like a woman comes into her apartment. And it's like completely dark. I think she has like a candle or a flashlight. And it's this big, like gothic, you know, gigantic. I don't know it's an apartment. It's a huge place. And she like walks in and like the door is open to a room. And then she just kind of gets past it. And the door starts to like close. And it, but it, it reveals the corner. And there's this like weird white like figure who just like walks out without looking at her. And he just walks right by her. And she's like, what, the, what was that? And then he goes to another corner and she goes over to him. He turns around. It's like a jump scare. But like, 
that oh, clip scare. Oh, I think I, I think I do know what you're talking about now. That does sound familiar. <laughs> it was terrifying because he just like walks out of the corner like nothing's going on. He's not looking at her, and I'm just like, that was that. <laughs> and the whole the whole movie is like that's a weird friggin' movie. They uh at the end they bring out they got in trouble because they used like real like uh, amputees for the end, like circus performers and amputees mm, for like this yeah. crazy like people from hell scene or something like that it's an insane movie that could only be made like in the 70s i'm pretty sure yeah definitely. <laughs> so, but yeah um what was i gonna ask you about um oh i have to ask we don't have to go to a long discussion because i was listening to the last podcast uh do we want to talk about rob zombie at all <laughs> uh it, just his movies in general <laughs> just his movies yeah what you think because i didn't know where you landed did you did you say you were kind of like because I kind of want to defend him a little bit, not against you guys, but just in general. Yeah. Because I feel like he's crapped on so bad. And my, like, you can go ahead. But yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I, I, my girlfriend about disowns me because I'm not, I don't like um, <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, I've probably watched it three times. Uh, first time I remember watching it in the theater, didn't like it. And then a couple years passed, and I was like, okay, I'll give it another go. Uh, it's one of those movies, basically, I just rewatch, hoping I'm going to like it, but it always ends, and I'm just like, nope, still yep. hate this movie. <laughs> um, I've got those movies, though. The ones you try to rewatch for some reason, we give them chances, and it's like they don't work. You're like, nope, not again. Yeah. <laughs> the only other movie I can think of is not a horror movie at all, but I I have probably watched it three times, and I think the third time I gave up and was just like, nope, I do not hate, I do not like this damn movie, is <laughs> Ocean's 12. Oh wow! <laughs> I, 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 I didn't expect I, you to say that. So I yeah. was off. I, yeah. Um, I that's like, the that's the worst one in that trilogy. I'll oh say God, that by it's, far. It's funny. It's weird how that happens because it's like same director, uh, like basically same cast, but like one and three are really good, or you know, eleven and thirteen are good, and then twelve is not good, and people always seem to agree on that. It's, <laughs> it's like yeah, it is terrible, and I I remember like rolling my eyes, throwing my hands up. I I I almost left the theater, and that's when I was. Again, 12 or 13, and I never walk out of a movie. I almost walked out of it, but I was like, well, paid my money. We're an hour in. I'll finish it. A couple years passed. Watched it again. I was like, nope, still hate this movie. A couple years passed. I was like, okay, I'll give it another go. And got 30 minutes in. I was just like, nope, I I hate this movie. <laughs> That's the fun. Oh, it's funny you mention that. I have. I don't think I've, ever, I've never walked out of a movie. The only time <laughs> I can remember walking out of a movie, and that was because uh, my grandma made me. Um, I was, uh, it was during From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, oh, when, your grandma made you. Okay, I was going to say, I love that movie. Yeah, well, the <laughs> funny kid. thing was, is, however old I was, I think I was seven or eight, depending on when that movie came out in theaters. Um, and when shit started going crazy, when all the blood and gore happened, that's when she decided to, like, <laughs> nope, like, we, you can't watch this. I'm like, oh, but there was just, we just sat through, like, 25 minutes of strippers. Like, now I you're saying, I love the that plug. she let you get to that part of the movie and said, you know what, no more. <laughs> yeah it's wow it's pretty insane up to that point like it's pretty dark uh i mean wow i'm just <laughs> that's actually <laughs> when it gets fun <laughs> i know i love i i love that movie that that is like an all-timer like not like top 10 but it's like up there mostly because it'd be a whole other podcast for us but i tarantino and rodriguez like i was so into those guys when i was like a teenager oh, like yeah. so into their movies like they meant so much to me i was listening to commentaries interviews like um so when i found that movie existed i was like losing my mind i was like wait they did a movie together <laughs> <laughs> like so that's just I, that's so funny me your grandma was like nope now we need to leave yeah <laughs> um i guess yeah not, so yeah going oh, back go to rob zombie uh um I, I do really like the devil's rejects that's a really good movie 
Um, Lords of Salem is a good looking movie, but again, it got to the end and I just kind of eye rolled and was like, okay, well, I watched that apparently. <laughs> um, oh man, that's uh, well. You keep talking. I got more. I got thoughts. Oh, okay, uh, still haven't seen. Still haven't seen thirty one. Um, but from what I've so heard, it was the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, from what I heard, it was it was either bad to okay, but that was about it. Um, as far as his Halloween movies go, I do like the first one. Um, the second one is just god awful, in my opinion, which is crazy <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people defend that movie, saying it's better than the first one and i'm just like how <laughs> please give me your reasons on how that's the the better of the two because i can't see it oh man this is great i got so i i don't know where to start so how i, I like pretty much all his movies i've seen i haven't seen 31 mostly because i heard it's horrible and i haven't been bothered to like press it's it's like streaming multiple places i could watch it anytime but i'm like eh, am i yeah. in the mood for 31 <laughs> but i've liked everything i've seen except uh his halloween movies i i and I, try, I think the first time I saw them, I didn't see them in theaters. Um, and I, I can't, it was a couple years, a few years ago now. And I finally was like, you know what? I've heard a lot about this Halloween Rob Zombie movies. I'm going to pop them in, watch them back to back. It was a horrible decision. Oh, <laughs> because man. first of all, I only had access, I think, because the Halloween Blu-ray set only comes with the director's cuts, mm-hmm. um, which aren't like that much longer. But they push them to like be two hours long, which is too long. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and the funny thing is, I have the opposite opinion of you where I like the second one slightly more, but for reference, for reference, for like <laughs> if I, I think on IMDb, I rated them a three and a four. So oh, wow. okay. I, well. I despise them, but it's like they mostly cause they made me feel so shitty when they were over. I was like, this is the bleakest, <laughs> ugliest, meanest yeah. thing. Like, and it's funny cause I can watch the first Halloween and it's like a light. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's, People get murdered and stuff, but I don't know. It's like something about his Halloween movies are so brutal. Oh, especially compared to the second one. The second one's extremely Good brutal. Lord. Yeah, the second. And the only reason I say I like the second one more than the first one to people, and people, I had a friend the other day was like, what? You like the second one more than the first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, the only reason I like that more is because at least Rob Zombie got to do his own thing in the second one. And I know a lot of people hate his own thing, <laughs> yeah. but it's like the first one's like half of it's that backstory, which I, I hate with like, Every fiber of my being, that whole like Michael Myers backstory drives me nuts because <laughs> that that it's like a montage. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where he's like young Michael Myers, he's all angsty, and he's like sitting on the stairs, and his mom's cut to his mom stripping, and love hurts his plane. Oh yeah, that happens, right? Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't need to see Michael Myers like that ever. And then the second half is just like. Oh, basically a remake of the first Halloween. So I'm like, I, I get nothing out of this movie. And then the second one at least has like interesting stuff, even if it might be bad, I guess. Like there's stuff in that one that like, at least I'm going, okay, this is at least like Rob Zombie doing whatever he wants, which is a little more interesting to me than the first one. But I do hate both of them. Like, and I, and people have, that's two people have really come around on is those Rob Zombie Halloween movies the past like year or so. I've mm-hmm. seen more positive stuff. And I'm like, should I watch these again? I was like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> like, and I will go to bat really hard. Like, I really like House of Thousand Corpses. I like Devil's Rejects more every time I watch it. But I don't watch that much because, once again, it's very brutal and very bleak. Yeah. But Lords of Salem, I think, is very underrated. And I am very alone in that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, it's the first time I watched that movie. i never forget. I was, like, sick. And I'd, like, recorded it off TV 
and I was at home middle of the day and it's it actually scared me uh, and people might laugh at that but like the ending with that whole crazy uh I don't know what's going on like that <laughs> the birth of that child like the, it's so I don't know something about that really disturbed me in a weird way I, yeah. I know it didn't work already but like I think it's a really interesting movie and I think he tr- the sad thing is that I think he really tried to go out and do something different from what he usually does and and it didn't work at all and then he had to go right back doing something like 31 which apparently is like just kind of like the typical Rob Zombie movie with like rednecks and you know <laughs> like, yeah exactly just but I really like I think Lord Samuel is like really effective and I think it works and it's like creepy and like it has a weird like Italian mm-hmm. horror type flavor to it. Um, so that's I go to back the movie a lot like I just like and Rob Zombie in general because I it's, it's almost like a daily occurrence. <coughs> excuse me in like these horror groups I'm in where somebody goes Rob Zombie's garbage. I wish you'd stop making movies and it's like but I mean I, my point and I my grander point was that like I really like directors where I can tell that they made the movie mm-hmm. like yeah, they have definitely. a voice that they have a style like I know Rob Zombie's style sometimes is like not for everybody and it's kind of grating sometimes even to me like the beginning of Halloween is very Rob Zombie like the dialogue and like oh god it's like, yeah Rob, Rob people don't talk like this all the time <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like that he doesn't he needs to hire like a co-writer because I think that's his weakest thing but uh but yeah it's like I appreciate at least somebody out there like who's clearly passionate about making movies because he, he keeps doing it <laughs> even though he like budgets get cut and things fall through and like uh, he has bad experiences um but like and i can tell it's a rob zombie movie which i appreciate for some guy who just makes a cookie cutter movie that i can't even tell that they directed it so yeah. um i just listened to him on uh, joe rogan's podcast and i was about to mention that yeah <laughs> oh, did you listen to that too I listened to some clips and mostly the clip on YouTube about the Halloween meddling from the producers. Yeah. They, Joe asked him like what the hardest movies that he's ever had to make. And he said the Halloween movies cause he had a, he said he had a terrible experience with the first one and turned them down or was going to turn them down for the second one. But then he thought, you know what? And like, okay, the first one was bad. That means this one's going to be okay. And he said it was actually like 10 times worse filming the second one because <laughs> oh, yeah, the studio meddling. Um, he said they would show him clips from the first movie and being like, oh, see, we really like this and we need you to make it look more like this. And he was like, yeah, I know what this is. I'm the one that made this. Why are you showing this to me? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that kind of stuff, it's like I feel bad for the guy. It's like I, I know he tries and then it's like it's like it, stuff like that happens to him. And, and yeah, so that's just... I don't know if those movies would be better, though. I mean, mostly because I just love the first Halloween so much. I don't need, like, someone to redo it like that, especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the funny thing was, I looked up those movies the other day, and that first Halloween of his made a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I, I can't find it right now, but I think it made, like, almost, okay, I found it right now. 80 million worldwide for, like, a movie that cost $15 million. Yeah, that's, that's like, pretty good. That's a huge hit. So, I, so. I didn't know it did that well, but but it's like that's the number I watch and I go, this is not appealing. I think this is too probably brutal for me. If it's too brutal for me, for me, then it's like I imagine people in theater were like, Jesus Christ, calm down, but it's like it's a lot of, a lot yeah, of stuff. And, and to kind of bring it uh, full circle, I went and saw uh, that Halloween in the theater with my mom, which was kind of cool because she was like, oh, you know, I saw the first one in the theater, um, and now it's however long later it was, thirty years later. Um, and then we went and saw that one. And when we got out, we were both just kind of like, it was, you know, it was fine. Like, obviously it's not going to hold a candle to the original, but, 
Um, I liked that they did the backstory thing just in the sense that it, he wasn't just trying to remake the first movie, but then you get to the halfway point and you're like, Oh, we are remaking the first movie. <laughs> right. It's, it's a weird movie. Cause it's like, he's trying not to, but I hate that part. And then he's doing it. And I'm like, well, why, why, why am I watching this? I can watch the originals that, and that's why too. Oh, and there's a part in two that I think is like one of the best things he's done, which is this. I won't. I'm trying to spoil it, but like the scene with Daniel Harris and, um, oh Jesus, the voice of Chucky. I'm blanking. I played her dad. Oh, Brad Dorif. That scene with like, there's like, he's intercutting photos of her as a kid and like, uh, like the oh, music choice is like really good because you don't get those kind of big emotional beats sometimes in horror movies. And that one actually like hit me. I was like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I think had um, that movie been about the two of them, it would have been a lot better because they didn't make, Lori, a very good character in that series. No. <laughs> she, yeah, she is uh, not great. Uh, it's like, yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is so likable in the first one. Um, but yeah, that girl just, I mean, I get the second one where you're trying to do, I appreciate that too. They're trying to do like this PTSD thing, mm-hmm. which you probably should have if you were attacked by a masked maniac. You would probably be pretty messed up. Yeah. No like, so I kind of like that he was trying that angle too. That's that's the kind of stuff see why I would rate a little more in the first one because at least he's trying some things that are like okay I see what you're going for. I don't think it worked that well, but it's like yeah, yeah you were trying. So I can't that's stand my... the shit with the unicorn or whatever the hell. Like that's just oh my god. <laughs> I don't understand what that is either. I don't know. Uh, it's very strange. I don't know what he that once again. But I'm like, well, he tried something. It didn't work. But yeah, <laughs> I just, I'm... yeah. I'm curious to see three from hell though. Oh, I did see that. I forgot to mention that when I was going through his movies, I liked it. And that one took a weird turn halfway where it almost became like, uh, I think I described it in my review as like, it becomes like a really brutal Robert Rodriguez desperado era movie. Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. I won't say more than that, but it was very interesting to me where it went. And I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty cool. (laughs) Cause the first half is pretty much what you'd expect. Mm -hmm. And it's a little too close to devil's rejects. And the second half takes this turn where I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's a solid movie. Um, so that's another good one. So I see 31, which will probably disappoint me, but, but, uh, I see it on shutter all the time. I'll probably just have to throw it on one of these days. Yeah. I really just, just watch it. Cause then also it's like an OCD thing for me where I'm like, okay, it's the only movie of his I haven't watched yet. <laughs> I just watch it and just be done with his whole, his yeah. whole filmography. So that's my little defensive Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens after I finally see uh, Three from Hell, which I think is going to be released uh, the next couple weeks on like. Yeah, it's video. coming out really soon. It's like I think it's yeah mid October. It's coming out like really soon. So yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to see that, and then we'll we'll come back and see what how my Rob Zombie uh, film rankings <laughs> stack up because right now it's more dislike than like, and it's and I do agree it's it's not it's not anything against him. It's just. Uh, I I can see the passion and see that he's trying, and maybe it's just the way he is as a storyteller just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, and I mean, I, I appreciate. I don't think you didn't attack him as like personally. People go after him so hard, like he's like the worst. You know, it's just like what a piece of shit. I hate his movies. Like, does it bother you that much? You know, it's like people get so mad at him, yeah. and I don't really, I don't get it. I'm like, man, it's like, <laughs> you know, the guy loves <laughs> the guy. Clearly loves horror. It's not like he's making this up, and these aren't like, you know, it's not like he's making a ton of money i don't think i mean you know it's like i think he had to scrape together uh i don't know what it was to make three from hell but it's like basically since halloween i think it's been a fight for him to get stuff made so yeah that's why he keeps just they they 
just keep getting to be like littler and littler movies, you know? Yeah. Which is but, unfortunate, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I thank you for doing this, man. This was, Oh my God. I can't believe we already did an hour and a half. I'm like ready to keep going, but it's been know, a long yeah. day for me. And I know it's <laughs> yeah. probably been a long day for you too. It has. It has. Once I start talking though, I'm pretty, I'm fired up. We'll have to do another uh, one down the road here. I would love to come back for, to do a top 10 of 2019 episode with you if you would be down for that oh yeah definitely we will definitely have to I, do that i put this list out every year and like but i don't get to talk about them which is like i would love to talk about them more like <laughs> to expound on my top 10 but um something like that or yeah i mean there's plenty of stuff we could do i could I'd go for another, like another two hours here but yeah I'm, if you're tired i'm tired so. yeah no definitely um yeah well because lists are always fun because there's just so much debate that can go on as you go down the list so yeah, I mean, I love even listening to like, I don't know uh, if you listen to a movie podcast called F This Movie. Mm-mm. It's my favorite movie podcast. They're great. They do. It's like they know what they're talking about, but they don't like talk down to you like they're like, oh, you know, they're not like, oh, we're cinema people. You know, it's like they just love movies and they their their lists are always fun because they do this thing where they go back and forth. So if we both had our top tens, it'd be my 10 then your 10. And if your 10 was higher on my list, we would say like hold off on that and it's just like this oh, fun okay yeah like this fun like kind of round robin back and forth and it's like just fun to listen to so i i'm a big like list ranking person so i'm, yeah. all, I'm all about that so it's fun um, and hard at the same time it is yeah it's it's difficult especially like i find it harder like near the end of the list i usually know my top couple things like solidly okay this is number one and i'm like is this 10 or nine you know it's like then it's kind of like i don't know where to put this <laughs> but but yeah, it's fun. So we'll have to do this again. It's a good time. So. Definitely, man. Yeah. And thank you again for doing it. We'll, it'll, it's definitely going to happen again. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. It's a good time. So. All right, man. Well, you take care. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Too.